0: Welcome to Tales of a Children's Doctor, a podcast which outlines a life spent working with children and tells the stories of some amazing children and their families. I'm Chris. Please come and join me. Welcome to my short Christmas episode. I hope you all had a great Christmas and New Year despite the challenging times in which we find ourselves. Christmas is always a difficult time in hospital. In the days leading up to Christmas, there is always a push to try to send as many children home from hospital as possible in order to allow them to enjoy it with their families. However, children tend not to end up in hospital unless absolutely necessary. So there are always some children and young people who will not get home. There are so many generous people who work hard to ensure that Christmas is special for children in hospital, delivering presents, ensuring that Santa visits on Christmas day, and generally just being there for children and their families. I've calculated that I've either been in the hospital or on call for Christmas 20 out of the last 40 Christmases. Being in the hospital for Christmas was always busy, but there was always time to play with the children and to socialise with the other staff at work. One of the traditions, which has sadly been lost, was for the consultants and their families to come into the ward and say thank you to the other staff and spend time with them. I was always struck how much that gesture meant. As medicine has changed and the traditional role of consultants has changed, the close relationship that a group of consultants had with a ward and the staff on that ward has been lost. Similarly, the tight-knit medical teams that used to exist have been replaced with shift working, such that junior and middle-grade doctors rarely work with the same consultant one week to the next. Specialty teams such as in neurology have been cushioned from that to some extent, but the nature of the teams have changed with the hospital element being more tenuous and the closer links being with specialist nurses, therapists, clerical and admin staff and the like. There are also geographical differences within the UK. The tradition of the consultant visiting the ward at Christmas was definitely more common in Scotland, and seemed less common in England even 30 years ago. I always remember my first Christmas in Sheffield as a consultant. At that time I was single-handed, and so was always on call. On Christmas morning I took my family into the hospital bearing gifts. We were given very strange looks by the staff on the ward and left quickly, feeling that our presence was an imposition. I tried again the following year, but had a similar experience, so haven't been since. Now, of course, it would not be allowed for anyone other than staff or parents to venture onto a hospital ward, but life was perhaps simpler and more relaxed 30 years ago. Some children seem to spend more than their fair share of time in hospital at Christmas. Laura was a girl who I looked after in Glasgow. She had a very severe form of epilepsy, which had started in early childhood. Even when completely well, she would experience severe seizures. But during illnesses, especially if she had a high temperature, she would be much more likely to have seizures, some of which would be prolonged. Of course Christmas occurs in winter during the peak of the respiratory illnesses which are the hallmark of that season. It was the 23rd of December and I was on call. As was fairly common, we had a call from the ambulance service saying that a child who is known to have epilepsy was being brought in, fitting. I met the child in the emergency department. As soon as the trolley came through the door I realized it was Laura again. She had started fitting at home about 40 minutes earlier and had not responded to her usual first-line emergency treatment. This wasn't unusual for her, but her parents, unsurprisingly, were extremely worried. Although Laura had had numerous prolonged seizures in the past and each time had recovered well, her parents remained terrified that this time the outcome would not be so good. We took Laura into the recess room and treated her seizure. It was not until she was deeply sedated with an anesthetic agent that the seizure came to an end. As a result, she needed to be placed on a ventilator and transferred to the intensive care unit. Her mom and dad came round with us. They knew the intensive care unit well and knew all the staff that would be looking after Laura. Because she would typically recover fairly quickly, even after one of these very prolonged seizures, we started to reduce Laura's sedation within a few hours and by the following morning, which was Christmas Eve, she was beginning to look like her normal self. Laura had had a high temperature when she was admitted, and so she had been screened for serious infection and started on intravenous antibiotics. This meant that she needed to stay in hospital until we had the results from the various tests that had been done. We transferred Laura to the neurology ward, and I went up to see her later that day. Laura was bright and cheerful and playing on her bed. Her parents looked resigned. They knew that inevitably they would be spending yet another Christmas day in hospital. This meant a very different Christmas for Laura's brother and sister. It was incredibly tough for Laura's parents. Neither of them wanted to leave Laura as she had so recently recovered from a very prolonged seizure, but both of them wanted to be with the other children for Christmas morning. As was usual, they tossed a coin for who would stay and who would go. There was no other way to make the decision. I was on call on Christmas Day. I went in for the morning ward round. Because Laura was being nursed in a cubicle, the nursing staff had made an exception and allowed her brother and sister to visit her in hospital. Normally, this was discouraged because of the risk, both to the child in hospital and to their siblings. However, Because Laura had spent so many Christmases in hospital, because she was, by now, very well, the sister in charge of the ward was happy for her brother and sister to come in. I went into the room to be greeted by piles of Christmas paper, delighted children, numerous presents, and tired but happy parents. Laura was sitting on the floor playing with one of the nurses. Her brother and sister had joined in and what could have been a very miserable day was made happy and joyful by the staff on the ward. Laura did have a further seizure that day, but fortunately it was short and self-limited. The results of her various tests became available on Boxing Day, and there was no evidence of any serious underlying infection. Her antibiotics were therefore stopped, and she was allowed home. Her parents went away, hoping that this would be the last Christmas in hospital for Laura. It wasn't. But the advent of new treatments for Laura's epilepsy over the next couple of years did lead to a significant improvement in her seizure control. And within 18 months, Laura's seizures had largely been controlled. She did still have occasional fits, but these were generally self-limited and did not require hospital admission. There were many other children who would inevitably return to hospital time and time again. One of the great things about working in a children's hospital is the fact that everyone working there is focused on delivering the best possible care to the children. And this includes making sure that special occasions like Christmas and birthdays are celebrated, even in the face of serious illness. I never minded being on call for Christmas. It was always a special time and somehow the hospital seemed a special place. In future episodes, I will talk more about epilepsy and specifically about the type of epilepsy that Laura had. But for now, I hope you'll take away some of the joy and happiness that the staff worked hard to provide, not only for the children who were regularly in hospital at Christmas, but for all the children. This has been Tales of a Children's Doctor. I hope you've enjoyed listening. Please come back for the next episode where I will be telling more stories of amazing children and their families. Goodbye.